0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise
1: Ireland on
0: Newstalk. Last July, prices reached $123 a barrel as Russia tried to use its energy as a financial weapon against Europe. It didn't work. Prices are now around $75 and the Russians are selling at below cost to India and China in a post-sanctions world. But we won't be in a post-carbon world for another few decades yet. And so energy will continue to be central to the functioning of the world economy. Robert Maxwell is an energy analyst with DNV Consultants and is on the line. Good morning, Robert.
1: Good morning, Joe.
0: Just to bring us up to speed, why did oil prices retreat so quickly from last summer?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think really you could put it down to macro-trumping micro so ultimately, as we all know, uh, the economy has taken a bit of a turn and, and focusing really on, on US, where there's recessionary concerns. Recently, the debt ceiling concerns. Last time we had debt ceiling discussions around 2011 or so, equally energy prices were very volatile and, and, and moved sharply lower. And at the same time, China is such a big part of the fundamental recovery story, which we'll come on to later. And ultimately, the recent economic data from China has been a little bit patchy as well. Industrial production came in at 5.6% in April, and that was almost half of what the consensus expectations were year on year. Yeah. You can really put this down, Joe, to higher interest rate environment, and what comes along with that is the U.S. dollar is currently at a seven-week high. As we know, U.S. dollar moves inversely with energy prices, makes it more expensive for oil importing countries.
0: Indeed, um, and uh, about six weeks ago, OPEC Plus, which includes Russia uh, and as well as the normal oil cartel people, slashed production, and that pushed up prices for a bit, but that wasn't sustained. Exactly. Last month, you and I were having this discussion and OPEC Plus really came to
1: a surprise decision where Saudi and Russia both cut 500,000 barrels per day, closely followed by Iraq cutting 200,000 per barrels per day. And that comes into effect from this month. So really, the fundamental picture is looking, uh, it's looking better. You, I mean, the, the old saying, the best cure for low prices is low prices. And really, uh, with, with this over 1 million barrel per day cut, Coming into play between May and December, at a time when global oil supplies are already slightly lower, we've had unplanned outages in countries like Iraq, Nigeria, and Brazil recently, and just this week wildfires in Canada as well, displacing around three hundred thousand barrels per day.
0: Yeah, um, would you say that the Iraq, uh, sorry, the Ukraine war has focused minds on a rapid switch to renewables? Or do the markets still say there's still plenty of life left in um, in carbon?
1: Yeah, well, I think the, the, the shift towards renewables is very much underway. I mean, Ireland is actually a very good example of this. Uh, so far this year, Power purchase agreements in Ireland are at a record uh, start to the year at roughly five signed deals. Electric vehicle registrations equally are up about 50% so far this year compared with last year and expected to hit about 100,000 registrations by 2025, according to the CSO. So I do think Ireland is a very good case study for this. Of course, a lot of work still still needs to be done. And ultimately, the oil price, I guess, will dictate how long that uh, carries on for.
0: Yeah, and Saudi Aramco, uh, the biggest oil producer producing company owned by the Saudi royal family, uh, is set to sell off another slice of its business and garner further billions for that royal family.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and it's, um, uh, yeah, so it's 90% owned by the government, a further 8% owned by the public investment fund. And, and I, I did see that there is talk about that. I mean, their profits were down 20% so far this year, but that was purely a derivative of the outright oil price. Uh, Their average realised oil price this year for Q1 was $81 per barrel versus $97 per barrel Q1 last year. And I think to your point, really, it's an effort for them to diversify away uh, from purely an oil based economy uh, to more digital tourism, futuristic city and neon uh, and other countries, I think, are are
0: trying to do similar. A lot of the big Western oil companies, BP and Shell, etc., they claim to have a target of, you know, net zero by 2050. But that's going to be very tough for them, given how you know, lucrative oil and gas still is.
1: Well that's it exactly and, and I mean uh, it's, uh, the fundamental picture really continues uh, to, to, to look better I think as the months go by, consensus expectations from plethora of banks and, uh, and specialists are for higher prices toward the end of this year. The International Energy Agency just came out on Tuesday and they actually improved their outlook for oil demand to a record 102 million barrels per day. This at a time when a lot of the majors are also reporting record profitability and I think quite what a lot of these oil companies enjoy is really the volatility. And it's these macro related events that we're seeing, which only drive further this kind of volatility we're seeing in, in energy markets. Yes, the majors are uh, very quick to, to, to share their, their, their uh, success when it comes to the net zero. Uh, journey, But I think, it, it, of course, it'll take some time for these uh, institutions to transition.
0: Yes, they absolutely will. Um, Robert, thank you so much. That's Robert Maxwell, Energy Analyst with DVA, the consultants. And that's it for now. Remember, you can nominate someone for the Business Person of the Month. They just go to newstalk.com forward slash nominate. Newstalk.com forward slash nominate. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.